What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and do you guys hear that? Just... That is the sweet, sweet sound of air conditioner in the Stewart household in the basement. Don't worry, though. In the uh, post-production edits, you know I'm nice on the iMovie. I'm going to cut out the background noise, but I'm going to leave it in just for these first 10, 15 seconds so you guys can just feel the breeze come in. Now, today we're going to be talking about the guy that I'm targeting in underdog best ball drafts. Sponsorship promo code in the works right now. Don't tell anybody about it, but I'm targeting this guy in the 10th, 11th round of drafts because he has that bell cow workhorse type profile and he's going cheap in these drafts. Now, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into the video. Let's go. Now, before we get into the video, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. If every single one of you guys out there subscribed and leave a like, we would be one of the biggest channels on YouTube. But for those of you guys out there that do subscribe, that do like every video, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, today, we're going to be talking about AJ Dillon. He's my fourth highest drafted running back in underdog right now. If you guys don't know, I'm in, I think I have like 150 plus underdog drafts completed at this point in time. I'm kind of a fiend over there for the underdog, for the best ball drafts. And I like having a skin in the game. So when I'm on the clock, when I'm making these decisions, I can then tell you guys what's going through my head. And with AJ Dillon, all I see is upside. And with these running backs, we want to target talent. And in the running back space of fantasy football, talent is, you know, skill. You know, you have the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, but you also have the Derrick Henry's of the world. The guys that are just freaks of fucking nature. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. Guys that are just big, fast, strong. And that's what AJ Dillon is. Dillon only had 48 carries in 2020. So we're going to talk about his prospect profile a little bit here this is supposed to be a dynasty video but i was like ah fuck it i'm taking him a lot in underdog drafts so we're going to talk about him in terms of redraft so that's going to be my excuse to talk a little bit of prospect today and when he came into the nfl he looks like a carbon copy of derrick henry he's out here six foot 247 96 percentile bmi we are talking the thickest of thick boys and just to put in perspective aj dylan six foot 247 derrick henry one of the biggest dogs in the nfl he's 247 but he's 6'4". So we're talking all of that mass in Derrick Henry just compacted four more inches into just this wrecking ball, bowling ball that is A.J. Dillon. He's just a freak of nature. And then he goes out there, he gets second round draft capital. And now I will give a little bit of a disclaimer. When I'm thinking about these running back prospects, I'm looking for guys that are really good receivers in college. And I'm looking for guys that score really well in the yards created categories uh, that Graham Barfield does. Those guys are the elite running backs. But when we're talking about freaks of nature like Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry wasn't a good receiver in college and he wasn't good in yards created. These guys win in a different way. And we're talking in the 10th round. You're not going to get your bulletproof prospects. That's not where you're going to find those guys. But when we talk about size, speed, second round draft capital, that's plenty of upside in these later rounds of the drafts. So now the thing about AJ Dillon is that he didn't do much in 2020. I think that's going to be used against him a lot. But man, when we look at his only start in 2020, remember, he was buried in a depth chart behind Aaron Jones, behind Jamal Williams, who for whatever reason, that coaching staff loved Jamal Williams for whatever reason. But there was this weird game where we're talking about like a COVID season. I think Jamal Williams might have been in protocol. Aaron Jones was very weird this game because he didn't play the first two quarters. Then he came in for the third and fourth quarter. I don't know why. But AJ Dillon found himself as the lead back in this game. And then his first ever start in the NFL, he goes out there and he rushes 21 times for 124 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, for a rookie, that's wild. Like no one's coming out there first game where they're going to be a starting running back, second round draft pick, just goes out there and lights it up like that. For a rookie, that's wild. There's not a lot of guys that are going to come out here and just right away rush for 100 plus yards, gives you 
just a, a monster week like that. So that really shows what his upside is. And he was, like I said, he was buried on that depth chart. And on his limited touches in the, the other games that he had, he looked pretty good. He looked really good on a lot of these PFF efficiency metrics when we're looking at guys with over 40 carries. He was 11th in the NFL in offensive grade per PFF. So that's going to be a guy that's, you know, he's not just a good runner. That offensive grade, the reason why I use offensive grade a lot of the times for running backs is because it, 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 it takes the whole picture. It's going to be his pass blocking snaps. It's going to be every single one of his snaps. He graded out as a top 12, just running back from a pure football standpoint in terms of tape, which is which is really promising. He also led the league in elusive rating. So for a guy that doesn't have a lot of like natural wiggle, he broke a shit ton of tackles. Like it was like 133, something crazy like that. Led the league in elusive rate for guys with over 40 carries. I know it's a small sample, but this is a lot of promise here. And we're talking about a guy that can handle 20 carries a game, thrive, and then also in a small sample, be super efficient. Like I said, they love Jamal Williams. But now Jamal Williams opens up 35 targets and 119 rush attempts in the 14 games that he played. That's 11 touches per game. So AJ Dillon was already earning four touches per game. 11 touches per game is now up for grab. He can easily get more touches per game, more touches, more volume. And now the thing that I know a lot of you guys out there are probably saying right now, screaming at the damn screen, Ron, why are we going to talk about Aaron Jones? And I get that Aaron Jones is there, but the Packers, Matt LaFleur, I don't know who's making the decisions on how many times Aaron Jones is touching the ball per game, but they're not trying to use Aaron Jones as like a true bell cow workhorse types guy. And I love Aaron Jones, but he's only averaged 14.5 carries a game over the last two years. He's hovered around a 60% opportunity share, which is his percentage of targets and carries in that offense they're not going to go out there and try and just feed him the rock that's not aaron jones's game he's going to win on efficiency not volume and i remember last year if you owned aaron jones you know this if you're watching a game there would be times where it's like fourth quarter they're fucking down by seven and matt lafleur has jamal williams out there for the whole damn drive it makes it, it makes no fucking sense but that's just how he likes to play and i think he's going to have the same kind of type of tendencies with aj Dillon because now we're talking about 40 percent of the pie of the opportunity share is pretty much wide open for the taking. And we're not just talking between the 20s carries, which is going to be where AJ Dillon thrives. We're talking goal line carries. Jamal Williams opens up 33.3% of Green Bay's carries inside the five-yard line. So he's going to get a crack at the goal line. And if he can go in there and be efficient, they might lean towards him a little bit more on the goal line. Let him be that guy. Because could you imagine you're out there, you're Matt LaFleur, you're looking at AJ Dillon, and then you're looking at Aaron Jones, and you're saying, okay, we need to punch it in there and get two yards. You're probably just like, if you just take a random guy off the street, he's probably like, okay, I'll take the bigger guy. That we could end up seeing him, you know, take a little bit more of those goal line carries. And not only is he going to get those, those touchdown opportunities, Mike Clay has him projected for 10 plus touches per game. He has him at 11.6 touches per game. And Mike Clay is famously known as being really conservative with these young guys. So we have, a, we're looking at like a floor here of 11.6 touches per game. So he'll have flex value. He's going to be efficient. We know that he's very efficient. He's going to make guys miss. He's going to earn more carries in this offense. I think he has standalone flex value with 11.6 touches. He's probably going to get 11, 12, 13, 14 touches per game. We're going to see him get some goal line work. He can find himself in matchups where you can start him in a game. And he's going to have plenty of boom weeks for best ball, which is where I really like to grab him pause i don't i don't like to grab him you get you got you guys get what i'm saying here so he has standalone flex value at around 12 touches per game he's gonna mix in on the goal line and here is what i really like about his value he has that trap door value i love these kinds of running backs tony pollard aj Dillon. i don't know guys where if their their first running back goes down you are now looking at an rb1 aj Dillon. if aaron jones goes down would be an rb1 in fantasy the minute that aaron jones goes down so you're getting that ceiling already on top of his flex value and i get that we have the aaron Rodgers situation going on but as we get to these later parts of the draft like 10th 11th round aj Dillon's going as like the the pick 116 right now i'm not super concerned about aaron Rodgers because we're just shooting for upside at that point especially with these 
like builds I'm getting AJ Dillon in where I'm trying to go, you know, zero RB. We're just going to shoot for upside. And here's the thing. The minute Aaron Jones or the minute Aaron Rodgers comes back, the literally the millisecond that Roto World blurb comes out, NBC Sports Edge, whatever the fuck it is. The minute that comes out, all of these Packers are going to shoot up. We're going to see Devontae Adams in the first round, Aaron Jones in the first round. And I guarantee if Aaron Rodgers comes back and then on top of that, we're going to get the fucking buzz where AJ Dillon, they're going to see his quads. They're going to see him being huge in training camps. They're going to see him, you know, tearing it up, getting all this buzz. AJ Dillon could easily be in that Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert, you know, Trey Sermon type area going into the season in that like seventh and eighth round range. That is easily going to happen in August. So I'm grabbing all of that value right now grabbing him in the 10th round all the time in best ball. And he just has that Derrick Henry build. He just needs to be unlocked. And I could easily see him. If we want to just talk about dynasty for a quick second here, he could be that Derrick Henry where he's like behind a DeMarco Murray for his first two, three years. And then he like kind of emerges in year three, year four. So AJ Dillon's a guy that I'm, I'm really excited for in dynasty. I don't have him in a lot of places, but in redraft, I'm going to take that swing all the time in the double digit rounds. Now that is the video for today. Let me know who you guys are targeting in the 10th, 11th round, who your favorite like zero RB candidates are. I'm finding a lot of AJ Dillon. I'm finding a lot of Tony Pollard. And if I want to go for a little bit more of like a floor play, I'm liking Ronald Jones. I might even come out with, on like a video of like my favorite zero RB targets. Uh, let me know down below in the description or in the comments, like I said, what running back you're targeting. And also let me know, do you guys want to see like a zero RB target video, something among those lines? I don't know. We're in like a weird part of the offseason right now where it's like, we're kind of fading out of dynasty, getting into redraft. I don't know if I should just go balls to the wall redraft or still kind of mix things in here and there. With that being said, as always, you can follow me at runstore underscore on Twitter. Also at the bottom of the description, I have like a, a business email, not my business email, the bullshit email I made for my Twitch. If you want to go down there, if you're interested in like becoming a part of this channel and helping me out with editing this summer, I want to put out as much videos as I can, but I also, it's tough to put out five, six, seven videos if you have to edit all of them yourself. So if anybody out there wants to come out, help me out with editing, let me know, just make that email or send to that email. I don't care. You don't have to be some like God pro at editing, just somebody that is familiar with the software, wants to get involved with this channel. Let me know, man. Follow me at Ron underscore on Twitter. Join the Discord in the description. That's where we got, you know, grade my trade shit going on. We had a lot of cool stuff going in there. That's where we're kind of housing this community. Expect a LaVisca Chenault video coming out in the next couple of days. I think we're going to be live tomorrow with like a Dynasty Q&A kind of thing going on. Expect a lot of content over these next 10, 14 days this next month. I want to kick things into high gear. We got the AC. We got the fucking setup. We got the camera. There is no more excuses. Let's get rolling this summer, boys. I'll see you guys in the next one. Wonder if I wrote this, cause it's